0: Welcome to Sheelor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy.
1: Hey Hannah. (laughs) Hi.
2: (laughs) So how's it going?
3: It's good. We're okay. Not
2: good for the snow. Oh man, fuck that snow. Anyway, who cares about snow? I was thinking about the first time you and I actually talked. Do you remember?
4: Oh, like a real,
2: not even in person though, because it was one of the most hilarious things that I guess okay, it, well, I got or received. Here's
3: my backstory. When
2: you slid in the DMs.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right, don't pin it on me like that. <laughs> But the backstory, so I think it was right after Guardian Games, correct?
2: Um, could be, sure.
3: Okay. I don't know about I that think, part. I think that's when I got my fame from other people. But you had friend request me on Facebook. I was mm-hmm. like, Nah. He weird, dude. Like, I don't know him. We have a lot of mutual friends. So, decline. Damn. But but then we became friends on Instagram. And I was like, okay, this doesn't add up. This really does not add up. mm -hmm. So, then I think we became friends on Facebook. That makes zero sense. Yeah, I know. It's just odd thinking. But I'm pretty sure that's how, like, my train of thought went on my side of things. Okay. Now, our first conversation, I do not remember.
2: Okay. Well, I was thinking that how it went for me was that when... (laughs) Our boy Chad, shout out Chad. Uh
3: good dude, good dude. <laughs> we
2: finally moved to Roanoke. And he was working out at Unwritten.
3: Oh, and, and we iced him.
2: Uh maybe. I don't.
3: Oh no, I said we stole him.
2: I, I don't, don't know. Think we I don't him. know. You said something about Anyway, from what I remember was that you told me to I should start moving up to Salem and work out with both of you. Oh yeah. And that I could get a job at Taco Bell, I should just quit everything
3: because they make like hundred k as managers. I do remember this conversation. Okay,
2: okay, that was my first initial. Like, this, is this our first conversation, like actual yeah. conversation? Okay,
3: Liv Moss.
2: There you go. See the Liv Moss thing.
3: I mean, it's true. They make like you can make good money being a Taco Bell manager.
2: But I mean, where did you come up with that though? Is that research? I mean,
3: it's a good. I saw it and I was like, ooh. I'm a broke college student. Oh, but only I'll share the wealth with other people.
2: But who wants to work? As, I don't know. I just don't get working at Taco Bell for. I guess for 100k you can do a lot of things. So
3: yes, I just don't get like how that math adds up and like making 100k at Taco. Nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just like don't understand the corporate side of things to where that comes into play. Well, that's besides me.
2: Well, anyway, Taco Bell's neither here nor there. But I was Not just thought so it was one of the most funniest things. And I was like, "Okay, hand is pretty cool right now,
3: especially mm-hmm.
2: with the whole live my son." I was like, mm. I mean,
3: That's like next tattoo type material. Live my oh, first,
2: first tattoo for me.
3: What? Only said, one. You have zero?
2: I have zero.
3: That I don't believe that. That's shocking. Well,
2: how do you not believe that? I do. I promise you.
3: I don't know. I just like you. Definitely seem like you would be someone who's who has multiple tattoos. So I just make sure
2: something's on. Yeah. Uh. Well, eventually. When uh, maybe our next stimulus check coming up soon?
3: Oh, you get that, I don't.
2: Why not? You making too much shit? Be-
3: oh heck no! Oh, because like since I'm so young and I was still in school mm-hmm. when the new tax plans came out, I was still a dependent.
2: Oh, so yeah, I've gotten both of them, my man Trump and well, I guess Trump gave me both of them, and then Biden about to hook me up with my another one. So
3: I don't get a dime of that.
2: Oh well. Yeah. I'll put it to good use, though. Tattoos, home improvements, who knows?
3: Home improvements, what do you have to do?
2: Uh, well, I did my driveway on the first one. I paved it.
3: How much does that even cost?
2: Uh, well, for me, I, I mean, I won't say any numbers here, but it was way more than the actual first, when we get 1200 the first time. So it was more than that, probably about two or three times. But yeah, I guess it all just depends how big your driveway is, obviously.
3: How big is your driveway?
2: Not very big. You can park four cars, but...
3: Four cars, like one, two. Or
2: yeah, like yeah. Well, like one, yeah. two, three, four. three, four. Yeah, one, two, side by side, like I don't know, like a, a square. Like a square. Yeah, Here we go. Okay. So.
3: Like, and that's like the width, the length, everything. Just four cars exactly. Uh, so
2: yeah, really pretty it, close. So yeah, I mean, we could put one in the grass, I guess, and make it five. But if you want, to. at
3: cars. I don't the know. I mean, I got a, I got little.
2: a big truck, and my friends come over, they. Like Chad and James were here last yeah. night, and they were able to park pretty freely. I feel like so that's three.
3: What kind of car does James drive?
2: And what kind of car Chad drive? Uh, he's got a on. I don't want to throw too much of his business out here. It's one of those uh,
3: small little, little, little two door car. I'm being Fast and Furious, but I'm not.
2: Well, I don't and know about that part, but yeah, I mean it's a cool little car. I mean I like him. Okay. But it, you know he don't he doesn't have like any of that you know loud exhaust or anything on it so
3: oh so he like played it cool yeah he's a cool guy man he's
2: been on here a lot he's one of my best friends
3: yeah i met him once at big lake so hey james
2: <laughs> yeah shout out james too <laughs> well, Oh, was he up there with chad now
3: yeah it was like what is he on st patty's day
2: oh was this before corona
3: yeah it was well before corona
2: or like right when corona started happening but it wasn't wasn't happening sort of did you go to 202 with us? Sir?
3: No, I did not.
2: And fa- I, I Foster was DJing?
3: No, I did not. I like peaced out after Big Lick. Oh. Actually, went to Cornbeak with a group and then peaced out. But I think it was like right before COVID like hit. Yeah. I was trying to get the workouts for the competition out of you.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. There was a – yeah. So that was pre – COVID, and it was just kind of on the verge, but not as well, quarantine, and so we went up there, but there was like, yeah, we probably won't get it, but there's still a chance, we kind of figured, but everyone was out partying, nobody cared, hey,
4: hey, we got, yeah, we got we got part of the
2: actual, uh, the regulars on here, we're getting into a fight, but y'all calm down. That's okay. So anyway.
3: pre, well, I think it was actually like during COVID, we just didn't know it was during COVID,
2: yeah, no one took it serious yet.
3: Well, that and like in the my opinion. Like, stuff that came out that it had been in the states like in November that previous November and December.
2: Is that when it started like it was in Seattle? Maybe. At first that was the first case. Do You remember that? I do not. I thought it was on but, the West Coast first.
3: No, I th- oh yeah, I do agree like West Coast and migrated this way, mm-hmm. but I do know that actually I don't know read articles that they did testing on um, blood donations, like antibody donations or platelets or something. And they found antibodies in blood that was donated in like November, December of 2019.
2: So it was, wait, so here, but two years earlier, is that what you're saying? In 2019? Yeah, like
3: five months before we went into. uh, Oh yeah. So that
2: was 20. So yeah. Okay. Now Now it's
3: 2019.
2: No, but like, so five months earlier than 20. 2020? So that would have been 2019. Yes. Okay, because it came out in March. So if you go five months back, well, I I say March, roughly. So that would be roughly November. Yes. Okay, I'm with you now.
3: Yes. I mean, what was it? Right before Wadapalooza. Like two weeks before Wadapalooza, we flew down.
2: You went to Wadapalooza? I
3: I did. That was a blast. Was it? It was. I was like deathly sick.
2: did Did you have the vid?
3: I think so. I mean, I've never had the flu, never gotten the flu shot. My sister's never had the flu. My sister's never gotten the flu shot. Like our parents just didn't make us and my mom didn't get them when she was pregnant with us. And I was in bed like for three days, fever, had a cough for over a month later. One of my professors actually asked me to leave class like a month after I was sick because I was coughing so much. He was like, you're a pure distraction. Deuces.
2: (laughs) So why not a flu shot? I mean, you just never just, didn't think you needed it?
3: No. my I mean, my mom works in a doctor's office. Okay. And my dad was an officer, police officer. And so they were always with the public and around things. And between my sister and I playing sports all the time, with like contact sports, it wasn't an issue. Like, we didn't really think about it because we were always exposed to things.
2: So you just thought you were good to go?
3: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we've never gotten the flu. Like, I had strep a lot when I was a kid. I got my tonsils and adenoids taken out because of it, but... My sister never really had strep. I don't believe. I get sinus infections, but I've yeah. never had the flu.
2: I agree. Uh, I got my first flu shot this year mm-hmm. and I always thought I never needed it. Now Have I ever had the flu, probably. I remember some nights I was, had the chills and I get real sweaty yeah. and but I don't know. but I got it this I mean, year just I thought it might help with the whole vid stuff and
4: whatever.
3: I, um, <clears throat> when I get a sinus infection, I do get chills and body aches, and I lose my sense of taste and smell, but that's only there for like a day and a half and then I'm good.
2: But that's interesting that you think you may have had it before, like in 2019. Yeah.
3: But the, like if I told you every symptom, the kicker though was the cough that lasted for well into like a month and a half into quarantine. And I like, I've had bronchitis, I didn't have it this year, but I had it two years prior in the winter time. Okay, but never this late or never that late into the new year. Hmm. So I didn't. And, but neither of my roommates got sick, which is the big kicker.
2: So, so maybe you didn't then, because unless they were asymptomatic,
3: right? Yes, correct. But then I tested positive for COVID back in October. But I didn't really have any symptoms, as far as I know.
2: So wait, 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 all right. So there could have been a chance you had it at water maybe. Correct. So, is that what we're saying? But no
3: before two weeks before I went to water.
2: Okay. But you did Which test positive in October. This previous October. Correct. Twenty twenty October. With correct. no symptoms.
3: I mean I was congested, but everyone was congested because of allergies and my roommate was also congested, but she tested negative. I mean I had to leave my area of living. Because I had two roommates and they both were still working and everything. And they both tested negative.
2: Hmm. So did you get the antibody test? Or, or no. you just did the nose swab?
3: I did the nose swab.
2: Ah,
4: I've
3: so. been tested one, two, three times, I think. Damn. One time was self-administered. Second time was right up. And third time was like all the way back.
2: How do you do a self administer one?
3: You go to CVS in Holland and they tell you when to stop through the screen or through the through. So, you just know. stick
2: the swab up your nose and they're like, Yeah, stop right there.
3: Until you think you can puncture something or whatever. Oh my. I don't know.
2: That it, does not sound safe.
3: No, it doesn't, actually, to be honest.
2: I mean, well, th- there's no way that's even. Well, th- I didn't know that was even going around or that people were I, doing it that way. I mean, how can
3: I that I be accurate that by like any a means? Lawsuit waiting to happen.
2: Exactly.
3: Some that's idiot
2: stick it right up there and puncture their brain, scratch
3: but it. Also, I had to get a rapid test to return to work. And had I tested positive, again, that's another just positive case. I'm not like going on a COVID rant, but. No, yeah, we're fine. I just think it's interesting that like you test positive once and you retest within the same quarantine to get a negative and you test positive. That's just another positive test result.
2: So did that's you do like two weeks and then you retest? When did you retest again? Ten days?
3: Ten days later. Because I was asymptomatic. And I came back negative.
2: Well, they're not. Okay. But the accuracy on these things are not 100% though, right?
3: So I've heard I don't have doctor. Well, I'm and the same. I, I'm just going by
2: everything I've heard too. But I'm obviously, I'm not a doctor.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely think there's a lot of... I don't know. This year has just been a whole lot of misinformation and not just like about COVID, but I mean, I studied political science in college. Like that was my major. Hmm. And on the backside, granted, I only have like a specific amount of years in studying and only a certain amount of classes, but there's a lot of things that are taught and those classes that everyday people don't understand and not saying the media is either which way left or right. That's up for interpretation on your end and whoever else is watching and listening later on. But it's never accurate. No matter what it is. Like you have to do your own research and I think that's where people fall into the hole. Whether it's about COVID, politics, or anything. And this year has just been a slew of both. So
2: So you did political science. I didn't know that. I did. Why? why why did you go down that road?
3: Oh ma'am. Hit me. I, okay, so like college I mean not college. High school. I did not know what I wanted you to do. So backtrack, my dad was a police officer. Okay and so I always grew up I always found that stuff really interesting so growing up I was like I'm going to be a forensic scientist like I love that stuff and I could granted just watching TV and stuff it just like gives you a like kind of a what if it is it's not really accurate about what it is but I kind of did sciences my freshman year I was like nope my brain does not like we don't comprehend numbers I don't get any of this stuff Right. so then I switched to I guess more per se the legal side, assuming that I'd end up in law school through a couple of internships, slowly realized that was not it. like really not it. And one of my mentors, um, he was a huge proponent of me wanting to join. He wanted me to join the PD. And I was like, no, I don't really see myself as an officer. "Eh." But I took a job that Actually, this time last year, I accepted a full-time job for after graduation that I thought was going to be my job. Like, it was a killer job. Couldn't really turn it down. About five months in, I was like, this really isn't it? <laughs> like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Not, it's nothing against the people I worked with or who I worked for. It's purely a me thing. So then my best friend was like, I'm in the academy. And she sent me a video of her getting pepper sprayed. And I, like, cried at my desk. Not because, like, she got pepper sprayed, but because I knew that I wanted to be something else. But political science, like, it is a hard area, but it opened my mind to a lot of things that I never would have been able to comprehend prior.
2: You mean as far as, like, tough topics and tough conversations to talk about? And how your opinion, or how you feel on one way, what, what side of the tracks you're on, I guess?
3: Yes, and more so, like... I don't know. If you study criminal justice, you really study, study the constitutionality of things. Whereas political science, like it's an analytical mind of thinking things. And like the way you look at it is more breaking down a word-for-word basis. So if you pose the question of... Uh, do you watch TikTok?
2: I don't have TikTok. Oh, okay. I hear what? the Chinese were all about that for a while. So I got out of that.
3: I watch it on a daily. I night. see
2: it on Instagram,
4: but go ahead. Fun
3: stuff. But there's a video that went around and it was like, if you could kiss... Your girlfriend for $100 or marry the hottest girl in the world for 800 what would you choose? And everyone was saying, well, I'd get 900 because girlfriend or whatever. Well, like technically you wouldn't because or, the, the word or is two separate individual things. Like you can't have both. Like you get one or the other. You don't get both. Right. Like it said, and, or, that's different. So like essentially political science is breaking down what that is, and then being able to understand the lenses that we see things through. So, like, socialism or liberalism, conservatism, they all are paradigms. And so, like, whichever way you sway, Mm -hmm. your paradigm is how you view every single situation. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Well,
2: Well, no, I I understand what you're saying because I've always had an issue when – I don't – I'm not a big political talker. I guess if that's a good word. But I, in my past, I used to refrain from talking politics because kind of what you said, if you kind of labeled yourself as conservative, liberal, or I guess independent, I mean, all, yeah. maybe there should be a third party. I don't know. But it was almost like, oh, instant, instantaneously, some people were like, oh, you're conservative or you're liberal. Fuck you. exactly. And I was like, well, no, I mean, like I'm friends with, I mean, I'm from what we've talked with a bunch of different liberals and conservatives and yeah. I don't care what you're affiliation is as long as you're a cool person let's talk I mean yeah so no, I,
3: I do not disagree with you and I think that's been a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people
2: yeah and it's almost one of the cool things that I guess in your tribe or your group of fan, f- like, friends that you want to be oh well Sally's liberal and she's a also. well let me join up with them
4: yeah like I, I mean, mean
2: who cares what my values and morals are just because they like it I want to be the cool person and I don't know if, if that's part of what's what am I looking for the narrative now or just when students are growing up or not students, but kids in general. Yeah. You gotta be the cool person. And like, you just go with the flow of everything.
3: No, I, I, I see where you're coming from and I agree. And I also think it's a conformity thing. Like you can't have opinions without feeling ostracized, no matter which side you are, Mm -hmm. you're always going to feel ostracized from the right or the left or the third party or far right far left like nothing's seems to be good enough and one of the things that one of the narratives that is really construed right now in politics are that and this has nothing to do with ever side you lie on and i've seen this from a lot of people on the left that say trump penned us against one another
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and like if that's so if that's what you believe that's fine But this has been years in the making. Every politician in every which way pins you against the other, the Mm -hmm. opposing. It's just so you can read into what they are putting into your ears or making you see or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's just a political platform, political literacy. They feed into what you want to hear and they know exactly how to play their cards. And. I think that's become a huge dividing factor, and everyone jokes about a civil war. We've been in a civil war for more than anyone can fathom. It's
1: yeah,
2: we're a, we're in a non civil war.
3: Yeah, if you like, my parents always taught taught me to treat people the way you would be treated, sure. No matter their skin color, no matter what their religion is, how they talk, what they look like, it doesn't matter. They're still human. They bleed the same blood that we do. And maybe that's really naive of me to say, but. My parents never forced anything on me. They let my sister and I really think about who we wanted to be as an individual. And I think, I mean, I do do agree or disagree with people on certain things, but your opinions are no less validated than mine are. Like, just because we don't see eye to eye on things doesn't mean that mine aren't right per se and yours aren't right per se. Mm -hmm. Like, they all mean something to us both. They're from shared experiences that we had as a kid and growing up in our religion. And that's what we base our morals off of. It's basic human morality.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. Um, I know kind of what I was going back on earlier that, you know, I have friends that you know either don't like guns, hate guns, or hate, I don't know, Trump. Yeah. For example, like you said, but I mean, like you said, I, I'd rather, how do you respect me or how do you, how are you with me? If you're a cool person with me and just talk and chill and we can debate and we can have civil debates, that's yeah. fine. But we don't have to go into this whole, oh, well, you don't like tables or microphones? Well, fuck you then. It's like, it makes yeah. You know, hey, we don't, and it's almost that we become so, and I say we, I mean, I'm not trying not to be part of it, but I guess I could be. But so far right or so far left that. It's almost people who are, in my view, you get so far left, you're like, are we too far left? You're almost pushing me to go back to the right side now just because of X, Y, and Z factors. And also, another thought that just hit me, um, I just finished a book called um, The Coddling of the American Mind. Have you ever read it? I have
3: not, but I've read it.
1: Okay,
2: But anyway, so it's almost that we have these helicopter parents now that are – protecting their children so much that there was a study done where they didn't want to Trying to put this broadly instead of like, try to go detail to detail. All right. So they had a, I did a peanut allergy test with kids. Mm -hmm. I forgot what age group they were, but for parents who are holding them back, like don't even touch a peanut. You can't even be around it. Um, As opposed to uh, parents who are like, yeah, go eat peanuts. See what happens. Who cares? Whatever. It's food. Like, there was so much difference in the uh trying to can't use my words right now so much difference in saying like for those who told their students that like your kids to not eat the peanuts versus the ones who was like to eat the peanuts they didn't develop any allergies so mm-hmm. it was like almost like oh let your kids go out here and be accepted to these i don't know what the word I'm looking for is be accepted to these uh different types of contexts and talks yeah. and debates. And instead of just holding them back, because if you say that, Oh, this is bad for the rest of their life, they're going to just refrain from everything. And they'll think they're offended from every word or every situation yeah. that would ever happen. So it's okay, almost, no. yeah. So it's like, just go ahead and just let them be exposed to it. See what happens.
3: It, and like, I think one of the neatest things about a human is like, obviously you and I are very different. We look very different. We act very different. We have different aspirations and no individual is the same yet we can go through the same experiences and still not come out the same because our minds develop differently and think of situations differently so you can't coddle essentially or to try and mold a child into something or their brain essentially i guess will stop developing to what it extends to be. that's why i think i don't know if you've ever heard the saying like if you go to school kids come out more liberal
2: i've never heard that saying but in my experiences with higher education and getting my master's and stuff, I was kind of. Why do you think that way? Is that because you're being pushed this way through education?
3: Exactly. Okay. Like I think one of those things is that people assume, and I, I, I think schools nowadays do a really good job of showing all sides. No matter whether you go to a liberal arts school or where you, whether you go to a Christian school and whatnot, I think they do a really fun job of being able to express statistics from both ends. And I think kids don't come out more liberal. I think they come out more educated. If liberalism is associated with education, then that's a personal issue, in my opinion. I mean, like, that's just how I see it.
2: Well, and I, and I agree there, too, that... But not only... It seems like some professors are get pushed in different directions and they can't be fully open about their actual thoughts and feelings and ex- if they're doing experiments and research, just because okay. they have to go with the higher ups and what they're saying and how we want our school to be visualized as. Yeah. So it's almost that, all right. So they have to push students in a certain direction just because they're being told that and obviously okay. by their superiors.
3: So that actually brings up a really funny point. Not oh. funny, but like kind of, okay. Like my senior seminar paper was political. I mean, it was based around political theory and one of, and what I studied was, or what I wrote about were issues in American education and I think a huge issue is, like, for instance, common core subjects. They're really rigid and only push, push you to focus on math, science, English, and history. They don't really push, like, the humanities or the arts or personal finance and economics. And that's because it's so rigid. And they, people, society wants us to go to higher education to follow through with those. Whereas, like, there's blue-collar jobs that make a crap ton of money. Taco Bell make 100k at taco bell sure. you can be a welder and make 100k and just get a go to a community school or wherever and get your i guess it's a licensure or
1: mm-hmm.
3: what i don't really know the specifics on welding but that not only does that follow through in american education but in today's world as a whole and it's kind of sad if i'm being honest like as much as you can express yourself you're always going to be pushed back by someone
2: Mm-hmm. No, I agree 100% because the narrative for me growing up was that, hey, if you want to actually make money in life and do something with your life, you have to go to college. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know anything different mm-hmm. besides like, oh, yeah, just do good grades, which I never did, obviously. But yeah. I was kind of, I was a fuckhead when I was little. But it was, okay. it still am, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> and then it was after I graduated, it was kind of got the feeling. It was like, oh, I could have done. Electrical work or like my buddy Trevor, he's trying to become an electrical engineer, mechanical engineer. And he went to community college and just did his courses or whatever. And he's getting his licensures. And I even have a buddy that will too. And he makes pretty good money doing that. I was like,
3: man. Oh yeah. I mean like killer money and you're not in a load of student debt. And oh, there's a twofold to everything. Obviously it doesn't matter which side you are And like education, higher education is good. Although some people think it makes you more valuable as a person. It quite frankly, in my opinion, it doesn't. Like I think it adds to your education and adds to what you can do. There's always going to be someone that's smarter. There's always going to be someone that can do the job better than you. Just because you have an education doesn't mean you're any more valuable than the person to the left of you mm-hmm. that comes into your home and fixes your day-to-day necessities.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I agree 100% mm-hmm. because I know how I was. And like I said earlier, I kind of was always looking for the easiest road of resistance, especially in college. Yeah. I mean, I, I majored in PE, so it was like one of the easiest majors. Like we just played games all day. Okay. And I
3: mean, that's so it, valuable, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's if you act well, I mean, I don't use it now, but I was trying to use become a teacher yeah. and go down that road. But yeah, I mean, if you want to get a job like that, obviously, you have to do that. But one also, another thing is that just getting your four year degree is not enough anymore. Because for me, being a teacher, it's like, oh, you have to pass the praxis one, you have to pass the mm-hmm. praxis two, you got to get the V. CLA I don't know I don't even remember what the yeah thing yeah I was like what you gotta get three more certifications that were yes. each another two to three hundred dollars yeah money. and I was yes. like damn that's, that's not enough I spent X amount of money at Radford University now I gotta do this too just to say I'm a teacher
3: exactly and that's so like as much as I want as someone who is knee deep in student debt to have my student debt relieved it also was work for worked for it wasn't handed to me it was something that I had to do on my own mm-hmm and it's not something that I just like, hey, everyone gets an education. And that's why education is valuable. And the cost of making it free is going to take the, what value is left. But, I mean, like you spend, okay, Roanoke, for instance, a grand total of everything.
2: Roanoke College, is that what you yes. – Yeah. That's what I, came.
3: I think it's 61000 A year? For a year with tuition, room and board, And um, a meal plan and everything.
4: Damn. (laughs) I didn't know that.
3: So that's four years. What that puts it at? I I can't do. One
2: hundred and twenty times two is two forty thousand. Yeah.
3: Close to maybe like if you outside food and whatnot, just round up to a quarter of a, a quarter of a million. Like that's how valuable education is. But is it? Honestly, worth it?
2: I mean, exactly. I mean, what you said. If you, if all right. So a quarter of a million dollars. You come out with a four-year degree. How many jobs do you expect to get that pays a quarter of a million a year?
3: Yeah. Okay. Let me. My first job out of college was a good job. Like you, I couldn't really turn down. I was making like fifty, but I had twenty thousand, twenty-one thousand dollars worth of student debt. So it took me four years on, just strictly my salary, nothing else.
2: What was his so job? What did you come out doing?
3: I worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office in of the Paralegal.
2: Oh. I mean, what, is, yeah. what does that entail? I don't even know what that is.
3: The That's, paralegal part? Yeah.
2: I mean, I know this, what attorneys a, are, but I don't, what were your duties then?
3: Uh Well, I wasn't... I did, like, archiving and closing files things. Like, I just... I didn't really do much paralegal work in the time that I was there just because there were other projects in the office that needed to be done. Okay. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I'm still in contact with some of those people at the office and stellar people. I will never, ever hate on anyone at the office. Awesome people. And everyone supported my decision to leave.
4: So,
2: going back on what you said earlier, your friend sent you a picture or a video of her getting maced? Oh, yes. And so yes. that's what made you want to join the police academy?
3: Well, I'd always known as a little kid. I mean, I walked around the house in my dad's campaign hat. Like, there's a picture of me, the Salemworth campaign hat. And I always wanted to do it. I mean, it was just a matter of biting the bullet. And it's different when people tell you, like, oh. Like, I remember when I got my job offer. You know Troy Mann? No. Shut up. He's a runaway city. I mean, that would get over sorry, Troy, but he won't see this.
2: Okay. No Shout out, Troy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Troy. Yeah. But he's a Roanoke city firefighter and we're pretty close friends. And, um, I was just talking to him and I was like, I really, I have, I have three days to decide. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like part of me wants to join the PD and part of me wants to take this job. Cause you don't really get a job offer like this.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And he was like, you gotta do what you want to do and what your heart desires. Well, I couldn't tell you at that point. so I think I was, Distracted by the idea of, like, not everyone gets a job like this versus what I actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision after, like, everyone supported me. Granted, it's quite the day and age to join the academy, the PD, and no matter where you are, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, it's tough all of, in all 50 states, I guess. Depending.
3: Yeah. I mean... I don't really know that. Did you get any
2: flashback from your flashback? The right word? Any flashback from your friends because you joined? Like how we were talking earlier, just because oh you're going to be a police officer now? Fuck you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't really gotten. I haven't gotten that. I mean, that is definitely a subject to change. And like I said, whatever anyone decides to say to me is strictly based on their opinion. I can't sway them one way or the other. I would just hope that past that we can respect each other enough as a human being. Just to say, "I see your struggles. I hope one day you can see mine vice versa and like going back to pol- it just seems as politics involved this, and I just think there's a lot of education that needs to be amended, like research and stuff. and I can't explain everything. I don't think any any officer or anybody that's worked in any form of law enforcement, whether you're a data analyst or you're a records keeper or whatever, you don't actually have to wear the uniform, can't explain what they do on a day-to-day basis or what they see on a day-to-day basis. It's just open for interpretation at that point. There's only so much you can say before someone believes you or doesn't believe you.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so tell me about the academy. I worked out with a, I guess, uh, a couple of different officers and a couple of state troopers, one detective <laughs> and shout out to them. What up boys? But uh, is that, I so think, tell, I mean, tell me what goes into detail or through how do you got to be in the academy? What do you got to do? Um, like, or a day in the life of Hannah.
3: Okay, so a day in the life of Hannah, Monday through Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, tell me about the
2: weekend part unless it's wild and crazy and fun. It's not. Okay.
3: It's not. Well, Mondays are definitely different because we test every Monday. So, What
2: do you mean you test?
3: We have tests from like the week's material the p- week prior.
2: Like test on what? What are you talking about? I know um, I, I you're talking to a guy with zero knowledge of this.
3: Okay, so like last week's test, I believe, was on like constitutional law and civil rights. Okay, law okay, stuff like that. Yeah. So okay, so. This week's test is on defensive tactics. That's what we spent the last week doing. Did you um, study? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Monday. I do have the rest of tonight and all tomorrow. Oh,
4: uh, well.
3: But So we have that and miscellaneous investigations. But So on Mondays, I wake up at like roughly four fifteen, four thirty. get ready, because we typically have to be in formation earlier than normal. But we are dressed out in uniforms. Except for this Monday, because we have um, uh, fingerprinting, so that can't a little dirty, apparently. So, to get there, get in uniform, um, we're arranged by squads. So, there's four squad leaders, and the squad leaders are on the far right, and then everyone else in their squad, which I think it's nine per squad. Mm-hmm. They're in alphabetical order. So, like, my squad... I'm on the far right, and then my squad goes from L to S. And then the squad behind me goes from T to W. But we do that, and so we'll start the test. Depending on what time we got the test, it doesn't. It just depends. Then we'll have lunch. Basically, they're from essentially 6.30 to 5, 5.30. We'll come home, get ready for the day, and then... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I wake up at five fifteen. Like, eat breakfast, do my morning routine, and you have to wear a uniform.
2: What's your morning routine?
3: I wake up. You meditate.
2: Pee. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of then. course. Yeah, you gotta pee.
3: I'm gonna do my morning pee. Then I go downstairs, have two kid fresh waffles, three Johnsonville turkey sausage links, yeah, and like thirteen ounces of stock cold brew protein coffee, mm. and I take my fish oil. I come upstairs. Okay. The pin I haven't really been taking showers anymore because I've been taking showers at night. Just like cannot wake myself up. I'm a night shower, a shower kind of guy. Yeah well I can't wash my hair during the week so it's no point.
2: What do you mean you can't wash your hair during the week?
3: Because it my hair's like has natural curls to it and so it just like looks funky and doesn't stay in the bun if it's not like greasy, which uh. sounds disgusting. But I have to do with it what I can and this is what I'm doing with mm-hmm.
4: it.
3: So then I'll get dressed and get in my uniform. Well, first I'll make up my bed. Then I'll get in uniform, take my vitamins or my gummies and walk out the house. Deuces. <laughs> and be at the academy by like 620.
2: Okay. And this is in Salem? Yes. They got a huge academy there? I don't know.
3: I mean, I don't really know what big is or what huge is considered. Is it like
2: a campus? Like a university?
3: It's just a building. Oh, Okay. It's a, I mean, it's like a decent sized building. It has several classrooms, offices, and a gym, but we have, there's like 38 of us in the academy.
2: Okay. So how long or does this like go 20. for? 20 weeks. So 20 weeks and afterwards, if you graduate and you're on force?
3: Correct. You do 16 weeks. Well, it depends the department department, but we do 16 weeks of field training.
2: Do you pick and choose where you want to go or you have to go? You're going to Salem. Is that kind of mm-hmm. what it is? Okay.
3: That's why I applied for an internship. Now we have like there's Montgomery County and BMI and Pulaski and Rocky Mountain and whatnot.
2: But you want to go to Salem? Yep. Because you're born and bred there.
3: Something like that.
2: <laughs> okay, that's fine.
3: I um, mean, we'll see what happens.
2: So how many weeks do you have left? Fifteen. So you just started? Did you say sixteen? Back in
3: January. Oh,
2: I thought you've been doing this for a while.
3: No, I mean I started. Started last year with Salem, but that's just like prior time, just kind of getting used to the PD and whatnot.
2: Okay. So, when do you find time? So, wait, wait, wait. No. So, you said this is Monday through Thursday. Correct. So, what goes on Friday?
3: Friday is like my like, deload recovery day. So, it's a day off? Basically, like I don't, we do PT at the academy. Obviously, it's way different from what we would typically do in the gym, but I just cannot find the time to get to the gym at all right now. So Fridays are either I'm extremely sore or exhausted and I, or I just have a lot of stuff I have to do. Um, so I typically don't go to the gym until like Saturday for like one day, one, one class.
4: You mean the
2: CrossFit gym?
3: Yeah. one class.
2: Shout out on Minton.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unwritten where it's at coach lane, putting us on some great workouts on Saturday.
2: Oh yeah. Just, oh, just
4: wow. so, like, do I know lane? I don't know.
3: Maybe. She's been at unwritten for a hot minute. Her, she won the Guardian Games. Mm, the Guardian
2: maybe Games. if I saw her picture, I'd pro- I don't know if I formally know her then.
3: Pro- yeah, you probably would, like know who she is if you saw her. That makes sense.
2: Formerly. Yes, okay. she
3: was at Rail Yard, when, like prior before the changes. Like-
2: well, how did is the police? Well, I know you were doing CrossFit before the police academy. So how did your CrossFit career start? What made Ooh. you join up on the the CF?
3: Oh man! So I was always in sports and everything, and then like I quit my senior year <gasps> of high school.
2: Did you go to Salem High School? I did. What year did you graduate?
3: 2016.
2: I think I had some cousins that went there, but I'll, I don't know when they graduated.
3: Are they younger than you? Uh, yes. All right, throw names.
2: Gallagher's our last name. Oh, Gigi. Yeah.
3: Dude, I played travel soccer with Gigi for years. She lived like three streets behind me.
2: Okay, well. <laughs>
3: okay, so I didn't know y'all were related, but I saw that y'all were friends on social media.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
3: asked Chad, and Chad was like, I don't know. I don't really know. Okay. But now this makes sense. Yeah, Gigi and I go way back, and Trevor's the same age as my sister, Danielle. They graduated together. Okay.
4: Well, shoot. 20- small, world.
3: small world. Yeah, it's then. really small world. So, I mean, like, I obviously played travel soccer with Gigi growing up in school soccer or whatever, and then my senior year, I quit soccer and then, kind of things just like went downhill there wasn't really structure because i didn't know what to do with my time after school because literally it was always consumed with doing sports monday through friday mm-hmm. then i just kind of like not gonna lie i let myself go and then i moved in with my aunt and uncle who were doing crossfit and they were like you should try it I'm like, oh i don't know how it's gonna work out but then i just <laughs> i really enjoyed it and then at that point i was at roanoke and school just got really hectic, so I stopped. And then kind of the same thing happened again. And then my friend, Catherine Van Orden, she works for the PD as well. But she joined Unwritten because she was at Ignite and left Ignite and went to Unwritten. And she's like, you should come. And then I fell in love with it. And those people at the gym were, like, really the only people I hang out with.
2: So what was it, Ignite? Was that Salem?
3: Yeah, it's, like, the training facility.
2: But it wasn't, like... They didn't use a CrossFit name; it was just called.
3: They did, but they, they did. lost
4: it. Oh,
3: like if anyone from Ignite sees it, they can thoroughly correct me. But I'm pretty sure because that, that's what I heard through the grapevine.
4: Well,
2: I don't know anything about it, so they just lost it to South of the Blue, or they did something shady, or.
3: No, I think they just lost it out of the Blue. Oh. I don't think anything shady went down.
2: So you, wait, you said Roanoke? So you went you you went to Ignite, then Unwritten, or did, were you in Brickhouse?
3: I didn't do any. I wasn't. I left Rail Yard. Was like just chilling. Oh yeah, I forgot about Rail Yard. And then joined Unwritten, a few short months after they bought it.
2: So Rail Yard, yeah, no. R- Rail Yard was Unwritten,
3: right? Unwritten was Rail Yard.
2: Unwritten was Rail Yard.
3: Yes. civilization so and everything, Different owners. Okay. And kind of revamped.
2: Because I think one of the GG games was Rail Yard, but then it turned into Unwritten. Does that make Is that right?
3: Or I, I don't know. it Wasn't a
2: what, you went around then?
3: No, I think I left Rail Yard before that happened.
2: Okay. Well, when did you do your first GG Games? We're talking about the Guardian Games if anyone's wondering. GG. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Make sure all my sweet listeners know.
3: Um, wasn't last year. Uh, <laughs> <first> year.
2: <laughs> We're definitely not last year.
3: I think it was the year before. So 2019.
2: Could be. Was yeah, that at Roanoke yeah. Valley? Yeah. I feel like I remember seeing you there.
3: Yeah, that was terrible. First workout was what? 33, 30, 27, 24, 21, 18, 15, 12. Of what? 9, 6, 3, burpees and pull-ups, or thrusters and pull-ups. Ooh.
2: Oh, kind of like Franny.
3: Yeah, but I couldn't do a pull-up at that time. Mm. So I did all the thrusters. Mm Mm-hmm. At 65, and Kat did all the pull-ups. I mean, we were only three away from finishing.
2: Well, that's but, pretty good then.
3: Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, my legs were like shot. Like, literally shot.
2: If, I say, if you did that many fucking thrusters, I'd say so. Yeah,
3: and then the – so, like, you know, you did your three workouts, and Kat and I were like, oh, shit. There's, like, no way we finished top five. Mm-hmm. So, we were out at um, Lee Ramsey. Like, I don't know if you know who Lee Ramsey is. I don't is. know no Lee. Oh, well, shout out to Lee. great hey. woman, but she had brought crap ton of snacks, so we're just out there under the tent shoving our face like nothing, anything of it. And they were like, "All right, come back in, we're doing whatever." And then they said that we were in third, and we were like, "We're really gonna like, dust your shoulders off." Sick. I mean, no, not really, because we thought we were gonna throw up. But it was a, uh, it was two front squats, two lunges, and then like you build up two times every time, so like four squats, four which, box? Four lunges it was like which workout four. this is the second workout third or fourth uh-huh. we thought we didn't like place through one through three so we're like what oh this then, is the
2: final this was yeah. the final workout so yeah okay yeah, you're in the top five went to the final okay i'm with mm-hmm. you
3: and then got third and we don't know how but we did it so
2: that was say good, good. 12 12 good. all that fame. fitness man
3: yeah 12 seconds of fame <laughs>
2: Twelve seconds <laughs> to be yes. on the top of a box and get a medal. Yep,
3: take a couple pictures, <laughs> get <not> <laughs> you the, um, Rx division now. Screw you, scaled people. Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh I've been in those divisions. Trust me, I know how it goes.
3: Fun divisions to be in.
2: That's where I've had most of my best times. It's just because I'm not worried about the workouts and
3: exactly. You know,
2: I'm just hey here to have a good time, and that's. I don't know I mean, even in RX I don't know if I've ever d- done very well in those
3: I think there's just a lot of pressure in RX and it's just like even if you could do the RX workout it's kind of just not worth it
2: <laughs> well I mean I, I guess was it like you think it's like an ego thing
3: no it's just like a pain thing <laughs> it's just <like> a pain <laughs> even thing the scaled event. workouts
2: I feel like I've gotten trash. Like, god that sucked
3: oh yeah no I don't disagree that Like hurt Lane's workout today which I do today so, 800 meter row for both male and female. And then, if you didn't want to row, you could do a 60 cal bite for male and 42 cal bite for huh? females, which doesn't make sense because we just went from an 800 meter row for both. Yeah. So, like, equality and non equality is how Chad explained it in today's workout. But then it was five rounds of eight push ups. Like I don't, I can't remember, but like you have the dumb or the plate, and you do a push up, and then you do a push up.
4: Oh, show Is up. that
3: so? There's six of those. <laughs> I don't know if the YouTube
2: viewers will know what you're. Well, yeah, they'll they'll see that, but anyone list just listening.
3: And then the burpee with a plate, like you did your burpee, flung the plate up.
4: Like a ground overhead. Yeah, that. That old.
3: It wasn't clicking. And then 10 lunges with the plate. And so it was like RX was 25-pound plate. And then 12 sit-ups. I think some people did it with the plate. Some people didn't do it with the plate. And then 24 dubs or 48 singles.
2: Talking about double unders fam, I was wondering.
3: Yeah, so you do five rounds of that, and then you do the 800-meter row or the sixty forty cow bike. Do those five rounds again and then finish on 800-meter row. Damn. Sixty forty two 42 cow bike.
2: Did, uh lane design this one or do y'all follow a certain program that
3: lane does them every saturday okay i mean I could be really mistaken but i'm pretty sure that's how it works out okay yeah i think it does and i don't want i don't know what program or how it works throughout the week like i don't know which i don't know if we follow a certain thing or what
2: so you got to do pt when you're at the academy right Mm
3: -hmm. so does
2: it differ a lot from crossfit
3: I mean, it's just similar movements like the setups. ups but cause if we don't have the ab mat setups, ups you just have the concrete behind you.
2: Get your little booty rash.
3: I don't even get that. I don't like,
2: either, but I hear so many complaints on yes, it.
3: Same. I do not get that. But what I did get was like, I was not thinking, I was used to the semi-soft mats that we use at the gym. I'll just plug myself back and like bounce straight up off the concrete. It was not a good like first two times doing a sit-up there. Um air squats, hand release push ups, jumping jacks, squat jumps, I think, mm-hmm and push ups. We do a lot of push ups.
4: mm mm-hmm. Get that like, chest going.
3: Yeah. Okay. But and then we run a lot. So
2: Y'all run around the compound or the building or whatever you, you said yeah. you had earlier?
3: It's like run like anywhere between a mile and a half to two miles, which is like just run until I say stop. And you're like, Yes sir.
2: So is it a uh, who, who's the main man in charge? The sergeant, lieutenant? I don't know. No, it's an
3: academy staff. I'm not so familiar,
2: unfamiliar how the ranks work.
3: The, well, so at the academy, it's different because you have like two directors, and then you have like the academy staff. Okay. And then, but like departments. So, like at our department, we have a chief, a major. This is going in order down: chief, majors. There's only one major two captains, and then you have lieutenants and sergeants and then senior police officers and whatnot. But, like, sheriff's offices. I have no idea how the rankings in sheriff's offices go. I just know they're deputies versus officers. I don't Mm. think it's too different. I think they have chiefs and majors and captains as well and lieutenants.
2: So what's your ultimate goal to come out of this? I mean, do you want to be in a state trooper one day or –
3: Honestly, stick? I have
4: no idea.
2: Okay. Just join up and see where that road takes you? Correct. Maybe be a chief one day?
3: <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll go back to school and because I'm really passionate about education and the way it's structured nowadays. So I could always go back and get my master's in like public policy or something specific towards education and follow through with that just to attempt to change the way the education system works. Hmm.
2: You know, in, in collegiate or going down towards public schools on that level, K through 12.
3: Public schools. Yeah. More so in some of it would start within like kindergarten or like elementary schools and, work their ways up, but a lot of it would be focused on um, high schools just because I think there's a lack of focus on personal necessities to make a functioning student outside of – or functioning American student per se. The whole issue is on the American education, but after graduation.
2: Do you mean – When you say functioning, like learn to live like actual life tells you besides learning what the angle of a triangle is or something? Is that what you mean?
3: Yeah, kind of like that. Sort of? I think a lot of students come out of school not knowing how to balance check. Not that we use checkbooks anymore. but I think Who
2: writes checks?
3: Exactly. I mean, I, I love writing checks. It's so official. <laughs> but <laughs> fun fact. What? <laughs> just like writing it and signing it and the, doing the zero or the line with the two zeros at the end and then just like.
2: Do you take a pen and, and like dip it in ink too? <laughs> when you, I mean,
3: I wish I was that, <laughs> that cool, but kinda, I can't even find one of that's those. That's kind of cool, actually. Do. Yeah, but – or like how to build your credit, what affects your credit, what taxes actually mean,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and um, just basic human function, yeah. how to do laundry.
2: Just real life stuff, <laughs> how to do laundry how many in college.
3: students come out of high school not knowing how to do it, then enter a four-year and are basically, like, figured out on your own. when like, we have every capability to teach that in school. It's yeah. just, like, a, wanting to put funding there. And I think, I think Common Core, like, the whole rigid structure, like we were talking about earlier, it does not allow for students to truly learn. And, like, this is not a hard hit to any of my teachers if they ever watch this. But I'm saying that a lot of the stuff I learned was memorization.
2: Just memorize, learn. like cram before the test to get it done and over with. And
3: Yeah. Like the things that I learned are because I spoke, like I was able to intervene in conversation and it was my ideas, listening to someone else's ideas and transforming them into what I thought. Mm-hmm. And that allowed for free space for like the teacher to be a guiding point. Like, okay, here's a broad question. You two converse about it or the class converse that and deep and dive deep into it. And I think that's how a lot of people learn. It's, Hands on
2: without being hands on. Mm-hmm. No, I agree 100. percent That's how I learn best. It's actually like having conversations and doing yeah. things with my hands. And besides, this, like you know, I've been I've been trying to read more just because. Yeah. Like, all right, read. I don't know. I listen to a bunch of people and like readers or leaders and stuff. But I was like, all right, I can't read this book. But if I do read a book, I have to read it for like 10 to 15 minutes, and my mom goes crazy. And but whatever. Yeah. But I found that if I do audio books, I do a lot better. Yeah, it's almost listening to a podcast, but kind of going with what you're saying that. Yeah, like in college or not college, high school, like I I didn't get anything just because I was the type of student, Like I'm not going to go read this textbook or, or yeah. whatever. I'm just going to do whatever I can. But if you actually talk to me and, you know, we could kind of what we're doing now, I actually got more out of that through memorization or a lot of it is regurgitation that I can just pick up what you're saying but then I'll take pearls and gems and hey I like what that part is and
3: yeah yeah. And I don't think that is found in education like I specifically remember one two classes in high school and one was with Miss Kyer because she doesn't teach at Salem anymore but she was my IB English teacher yeah shout out to (laughs) Miss Kyer stellar teacher but I would say things she taught IB English or she taught She may have taught career communications as well, but I still refer to things that I learned then, like white in books when in referencing something is typically to represent purity and innocence.
2: Wait, 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 right? Is that what you said? Right Right. in book? White. 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 The color white is to represent purity Purity and innocence?
3: innocence. In some contexts. I if just flat out be like, that's white. I'm not going to be like, that's pure. Like, if a piece of paper is white, it's white. Like, But like the Great Gatsby, for instance. Daisy. Daisies are white. Daisy in the book's pure and innocent.
2: I've never thought about that. I'm is there. that.
3: See, like, things that you... I've never heard that before. Know. Yes, and so, like, specifically that, or Miss Brinkley. Like, I follow her on Facebook, so I'm hoping that when I share that she watches it. But shout out to Senora Brinkley, like, Spanish teacher? Great. Yes. She's the only reason. She is the only reason I graduated high school.
2: Oh, yeah? Your Spanish
3: teacher? (laughs) Because, because, okay, I did not know I was enrolled in, like, personal finance or economics. No one told me, but apparently it was online. And, like, a month before, they were like, you don't finish this class, you don't graduate till August. And Miss Brinkley got word of it and she was like, rich, upstairs. Every day for the last month of high school. She was like, get upstairs. So that's the only reason I graduated high school. But she was more of a, like, we do an assignment and then we talk about it. Or like a repetitive, similar to what she was saying, regurgitating it. Like we said the Pledge of Allegiance in Spanish every day. I can't remember it now, but I do know. I knew it like the back of my hand then. And she was just a quality teacher because more about conversing with you to make you understand than just hammering it in your head for the context of the test. Hmm. Fun fact.
1: Well,
2: Senora so Brinkley. Yeah. Brinkley? Yeah. Okay. Brinkley. So where do, where do you get your information now? Like, how do you stay up to date on the, on the, uh, the times and you learn new things like, and.
3: I mean, a lot of it's conversing with people like at the gym or at work, or honestly, and this sounds silly, but social media, like I said earlier, it's not the best of things, but I think you can take a lot of ideas. Like there's a lot of people out there willing to post their stuff and like, you can take that and read that and like nurses and doctors, Mm -hmm. you're seeing both ends of the spectrum about the vaccine. And you just take all that in and you can formulate your own opinion, but speaking with someone about specifics, certain things like you have to
2: go out on your own to do that. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent because I mean, I, I, I not want to worry about this, that I, I mean, obviously I'm, I guess I'm, you could say I'm addicted to my phone along with everyone else in the world. Yeah. But like, and what I'm going at is that if depending on who I follow and stuff, it's like, man, where am I getting this information from? Who said this and X, Y, and Z. So if I follow some random, Joe Smo, like the guy who stormed the uh the Capitol and had the yeah. hat on his head, like and he was I think he, they said he was a struggling actor and he's a, lived with his parents. And I mean I might be misquoting that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. But I mean I
3: never heard that. I was
2: like I mean, I was like, man, I follow this guy? Like what does he know? And he stormed the Capitol? I mean like, yeah. why like I'm getting my information from him. So but no, I agree. But if you do I mean, and also that you know, I mean, I don't want to say fake news and get into this whole conversation, but yeah, it's just kind of like you're, you're reading, like, you know, people would send me stuff and I was like, I don't think this is true. Where did, y- where did y'all like, find this from some mom and pop website? Yeah. Like, you know, but.
4: No, totally understand.
2: Yeah, so it's more of like, did you hear that um, because, going, I don't want to even go back on politics and kind of straight away from what we were talking about earlier, that like CNN and all these news uh Stations or their ratings are down because Trump is out of office, and they I have nothing. Yeah, and they have nothing more to talk about. Like, no, we, I did see that. Yeah, because it's like, oh, they focus all their information into Trump and like how he was being a buffoon or whatever you want to say.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: now it's just like, well, what do we do? There's no more.
3: Like, who do we talk about? Yeah,
2: who
4: do we
3: make who fun we- of? Yeah, exactly. And like when there's, and I think politics and not so much politics, I think the political side of media and like what is involved in the politics of media, like as a subsection is more so like telling the world about the wrongs. It's like, Oh, they did this wrong. They did that wrong. This happened wrong. Like what the heck? There's never a positive story.
4: Well,
2: yeah, it's so cool to be negative now. I mean, I don't know if it's, but it's more like, that's the focus. Everyone wants to be negative and misery loves loves company. And it's so, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that dog. Yeah, well, I hate that dog, too. And, Same. It, and it's like, yeah, well, why do you hate it? I don't know. Just because you do.
3: Exactly. What exactly. that dog do to you, man? I, I nothing. Exactly.
2: And I just hate it because you hate it.
3: I so. think it's like a, people see like, okay, there's realism. <gasps> nothing wrong with being realistic. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, you kind of need that. But there's optimism. And you need both. Mm-hmm. And I think optimism is sometimes mm-hmm. correlated with to be naive. And that that's not the case at all. And I think to be naive is to be silly and to be uncultured and you're hoping for the best. And that's like not the case. Like Everyone hopes for the best out of a situation. but doesn't mean you're stupid for thinking that way.
1: I mean,
2: I agree. You shouldn't be stupid for thinking that way, but I always, you know, I think there was times in my life that I was always like, oh, "This is not going to go well. Why am I going to do this? It's going to be trash. But, you know, if you just reverse the, the table, I don't know that's what, <laughs> whatever. but it's just like, okay. hey man, this might actually do pretty well, yeah. You know, um, why not give it a shot? See what happens,
3: exactly. And like, maybe this is silly and like super stereotypic and aesthetically pleasing for me to say that there's always something you can learn out of a bad thing, there's like never not a lesson to take away from something.
2: Well, isn't that how you become successful? You learn from your mistakes,
3: yeah, you can, or like, ain't that one of the typical situation. cheesy sayings? yeah like okay like if someone's parents were to get divorced there's so many things yes it could be traumatic but there's so many things that a child or outside viewers can take away from that divorce of like okay this is where their marriage may have failed and this is what i can do or this is how i can improve or Mm -hmm. if they are to move on and get remarried this is where i can improve in my next marriage like yes it sucks Mm -hmm. and it's sad but there's always something to take away and that's just like. With anything, Okay, I failed a test, so this is how I know I need to study more. Or this mm-hmm. is the material that I lack knowledge in. I can go seek this. Or I've learned more about myself and like how hard or how I can accept a failing, failing mm-hmm.
2: test. Yeah, I agree 100% that – I mean, that's how I've – like we're going back on to how we learn and get our information from, is that that's how I've learned. Like, okay, that didn't work, so what will work next time? So how exactly. can I change something to better myself from the previous time? But, I mean, not everybody's that – I guess I don't want to say fortunate to think that way, but not everyone does think that way just because they fall into this negative trap and it's They're like, oh, I got to stay down this road. Everything's just going to mm-hmm. suck. And this is how I want to live my yeah. life. And it's like, no, 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 dude, you don't have to do that. Just because something went bad one time. I mean, everyone's got problems. Yeah. It, not, not everyone's life is perfect, even if you see it on social media or
4: it's
2: not. Yeah. Like just because they're taking pictures with, uh, I don't know, LeBron James or Tom Brady, just because they yeah. got one good pitcher doesn't mean they're living their life that way every day.
3: Exactly. So, so you, like, sh- you
2: shouldn't look at it that way.
3: Yeah. Or I think there's a false narrative going around. And, and I, think, I think along the lines, and anyone, and maybe you can relate to this, and this is where I'm heading with it, is like, if you are in an active sport, or like, for instance, CrossFit, like you always see people shirts off, girls in just sports bras and mm-hmm. their fleo shorts, mm-hmm. and like it can create a lot of self conscious doubts. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a false body positivity narrative going on, and so I think there's overcompensation in thinking of positiveness mm-hmm. or being optimistic. So, it, it, like I said earlier, there's a twofold to everything. So I think there's a balance that needs to be found, but I also think that. Having that's not a bad thing, but I think there's
4: too much of it sometimes.
2: No, I agree 100%. I can definitely relate to that just because, you know, I, we start working out and like instantly. Like I'm taking my fucking shirt off. Yeah. And like, I don't care, whatever. But then like, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older or started looking at how other people may view things. But if I know, like, you know, James might say, hey, we have somebody coming in new tonight that's going their first time. It's like, all right, maybe I should just put my shirt back on or work out with my shirt on. Just because like, what if they walk in and they see some mean, I mean, even not just me, but anybody just in there with their shirts off. Like you just said sports brawls or whatever, going crazy, doing stuff. And like, if it was me, like if I put myself in their shoes, like not doing this shit, like what the hell I can, can never do this. Blah, blah, blah.
3: And it's also the, I think this is like taking like so many turns. You can go on. It's like social media, it, I think plays a huge factor into it because I know on, I've seen things on TikTok of like guys posting stuff, making fun of other people, like openly videotaping them and making fun of what they're doing in the gym, which is like, not okay. So it creates like, you don't want to do anything there, yeah. but I don't know if it's like this at your gym and I would assume it is, but at unwritten, there is not a day go by day goes. There's not a day that goes by where someone is not support. Like I've never, ever had, heard of anyone having ill will to someone else for taking off their shirt mm-hmm. or for girls wearing sports bra like nothing everyone is so supportive at that gym it's absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. and like i don't know if that's how it is at you gym but like never in a million years would i ever feel so insecure at that gym that i couldn't mm-hmm. but that's just a small place and a, how many miles is the u like how like three thousand from
2: new york to california or los angeles yeah so it's a lot of miles
3: and like how many people are in the U.S.? Three
2: hundred fifty million.
3: Yeah, so there's like what, hundred fifty people compared to that.
2: Yeah, so that's a good thought. So the, I've learned that a lot of people, you know, care what other people think, and yes. it's like, why do you care what they think when there's like you? Well, you just said three hundred fifty million in this world, and you maybe talk to twenty.
3: Yes, And exactly. like,
2: like, have a better circle, man. But are you putting around you? Well, fuck them who care that are negative and say you shouldn't do this or do that.
3: Yeah. Or like, I don't know. Just like, don't make a comment about someone's body. Exactly. You're not a doctor. Um, you're not, like, you're just deteriorating them. You're not actually helping them unless it's out of ill will concern. But if it's like, you shouldn't wear that crop top because it doesn't look good. Okay, well, pause, honey. I can do what I want. Right. You feel in good? Prospect of me feeling comfortable. If it
2: feels good, but, do it, right? Ain't that a good life yeah. motto?
3: Not really. No, no. it's my, little, <laughs> in my life no, motto. But.
2: but I was talking with another person at the gym. I won't say an answer, but anyway, but we were by ourselves and somehow I forgot it. We, we kind of got similar to what we were talking about right now, but
3: yeah.
2: I said something. Well, if somebody fat changed me, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but I, if somebody fat shamed me, I kind of I use it as motivation. Yeah, and other people don't, and I understand that you know just because of whatever your environment you grew up in or how we we all went Mm -hmm. different lives. But for me, it's like, "Fuck you, dude." That's motivation for me. I'll show you. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's fuel for me, and other people don't see it that way. But and I I can understand why they don't see it that way. But like how we've been saying, like you got to reverse the narrative, and you got to reverse, like, hey, all right, if that's what you're saying, I'll show you. And like then when you come out, plus if you get the results you want. You get addicted, you're like, man, fuck me, this is cool now, you know? Yeah, exactly. know. <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't just flexed like that, but like, I, was okay. getting, so, I was getting fired up. It's, <laughs>
3: it's okay. You look great, sweetie. Oh, no,
2: shit, don't
1: be blush.
3: <laughs> no, but it's also one of those things where it's like so hard. Like, what is it? You're your worst enemy. Oh. Like, you could sit there and tell yourself a million times over that you look great or that <sighs> what you know what you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what my body can do, whether it looks like I can do it or not. I know what I can do. I don't have to explain myself to you, but it's a seeking validation of it. Mm -hmm. You kind of want people to be like, ooh, she can do that. Or like, ooh, he can do that. But I think society has like formulated us to having to like show off our accolades or show off what we can and cannot do in the gym. But like, why? What does it get us? Like, nowhere. It's a false sense of confidence and
2: validation. You get those sweet likes on Instagram or Facebook and like they're dopamine hits and like, I like them. I mean, I'm I'm guilty as charged because, oh, Hannah liked my photo. (laughs) You know, but where was I going with this? That you shouldn't, (laughs) you shouldn't like be doing it just for like, I'm doing this just for social media. You should be doing it for yourself. And that, you know, and a lot of people like I'm a huge overthinker, like huge, like, yes. Like, starting this podcast. Like, even, like, when I first started CrossFit, I was like, I ain't doing this shit. This shit sucks, you know? And like, I'm just yeah. going to go... I,
3: I look ugly doing yeah, this. Yeah, like,
2: I'm just going to go do some bodybuilding stuff and just yes. walk around and take a couple pictures in the mirror and leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, do that, huh? <laughs> What's up, girl? Yeah.
1: Just finish a? my
2: workout. But, no, but, I mean, you got to... If you really, really want to do something, you just got to fucking do it. And exactly. some people are like, you I get it. You're scared. You're nervous. But if you really want to... I mean, it doesn't have to be CrossFit. If you really want to lose weight, if you really want to, I don't know, get better at politics and like, you, and like learn, stay up to date with that, read a book. I don't know. You can yes. do it. Anybody can do anything they want to do. You don't have to exactly. listen to what other people say.
3: Just fucking and, do it. And I think that's the hardest to swallow. But at this point, like I'm, I'm kind of at the point in my life. And i like, if it makes me happy, it makes me happy. And, it, and if it's in a sense, that's not harming myself then by no means should it bother anyone else. Right. And if it if those people don't support me, then there's means of other people to support me.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And like, you're never going to fit into every group. That's the sad truth of it. Exactly. But why fit into every group when you can be so yeah. unique in your own that it's yeah. more valuable?
2: I agree. Not everyone's going to like you. And just because exactly. you might want them to, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter what you do. You could do everything exactly. you think is perfect in life. And there's going to be some asshole out there like,
4: Nah, that ain't cool. For you. Yeah, exactly. For
3: you. Exactly. It's not worth it. I mean, there's plenty of other things in the gym or at work or just in your day-to-day life that you could do to make yourself more happier. Like mm-hmm. for instance, I like to post, I mean, like I would like to post more funny stuff of myself just because I find humor in laughing at myself and I hope people find humor in laughing at me. Like that's great
2: well, that's, Like I said earlier In this conversation that When we first started Talking through text Or whatever I was like Man this girl's cool I like it Just because oh Live God. Moss baby
3: Exactly <laughs> Like I just it, it is what it is I really have no comment <laughs> Like what comes out Comes out I'm sorry like, Yeah I'm, and that's fine That's the way that's it okay.
2: should be You shouldn't be neglected Just because If you're right To free speech If you want exactly. to If you want to say something Say it Then if it offends somebody Well then get out of here Get out of the room Leave exactly. You have your, your right to Or if you to leave.
3: like Think I'm childish Okay, like, I do have a childish sense of humor. I'm not going to lie, like, I, a lot of things saving me right now are wearing masks because I laugh at a lot of things that I should not laugh at, but I do it anyways. Okay, like, move on. Mm-hmm. Get it? Got it. Good. But, like, I just think people can be like, ooh, like, she's not up to date. Or even, not just with me, but anyone, like, oh, she doesn't do this. They don't do this. You're like, okay, maybe I do in a free time, but, like, it's social media. Seek joy in what I'm posting, like, if you find laughter in it, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Like my cow sucking my fingers post. I was never supposed to be serious. I don't know if you saw that.
2: Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, okay, it doesn't I sound familiar though. So maybe I didn't see it. I mean, it.
3: it's been a while. Calves like to suck fingers. So, well, posted a picture. I know about that.
2: My, my dad was a dairy farmer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not that like...
3: <laughs> so,
2: so when I was little, like, you know, we'd go through the calf barn or whatever. And he was like, yeah, put, yes. your, put your hand out there. And they would grab yes. onto it.
3: And like... It was a that's funny kind post. Of, creepy, like, of course, you am gonna make it, and I think my caption was like, "Some people ask what life after college is like. Well, I let calves suck my fingers today, so you tell me, like, just something like that. And like, if people laugh good. I'm glad it wasn't meant to be serious. Like, I'm dying, like, so I'm letting cabs suck my fingers. No, that's not the case. I that's just how I perceive life.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. If you don't like it, there's an unfollow button on social media. If you don't want to see what I post. <laughs>
3: Me. Yeah, block to me. It, block don't talk exactly. me. I don't care. Exactly. Who am I to man? you?
2: If you don't find joy out of it, whatever.
3: Exactly. You're doing us both a better thing. Mm.
2: That's one I thing. Really- oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No,
3: you're
2: good. Uh, okay. That's one thing. I went down through one of my lists one day and, you know, I was guilty of following all these celebrities and models yeah. and stuff. And I was like, hmm, what what joy is is bringing in my life? Get exactly. this out! Get this out! Like you know, they'll never follow me back. I'll never get nothing out of this. And like, it felt really good. It was just like
3: it did. I mean, I mean, I've done it too, so that's why I say it. Okay, it good. Did. I don't know what you I think. Said. Chad turned well,
2: me. Shout out, Chad! I think he turned me onto that.
3: <laughs> Chad's just like the winner of all wins tonight. I mean, what a great guy! I mean, damn. He is stellar, dude. That dude. dude. I mean, knew he was something special from the day I met him.
2: Oh, but me too. Huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, she's like up there, top tier material. No,
2: no. He he came over to the house last night. We watched, uh, you know, rough, rough and rowdy.
3: He told me about it, but I don't know what it is.
2: Okay, so it's basically, well, actually, yeah, there's a cool story that, um, oh, Chad's got hands. I've never seen him personally, but you know what I'm saying. When he's got hands, he can
3: like he can fight.
2: Yeah. Oh. So he's so I asked him about this next time you see him, but oh, wow. uh. So, I have
3: questions coming for you. Okay.
2: So, anyway, the, there was a rough and rowdy through Barcelona Sports. And it's all, for those who don't know, it's amateur. like, if you wanted to go fight Hannah up there, you could fight some random girl they would put you up against. And so, like, okay. so Chad was telling me in his, back in his heyday that, you know, he had a couple fights and and, and stuff. And so, their rough and rowdy was going to be in Charlotte. And I think was this was a year or two ago? It was before the vid. So Maybe it was two years ago, three years ago. He was still in Radford then. And we were hyping him up like, hey, man, I'll, we'll go down to Charlotte with you, man, if you want to enter. And I think each winner gets $500. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's not bad, but it's also like, was well, it worth this? Maybe if I get my nose broke and don't even win, or is it an ego booster, yeah. or what is it? But anyway, Chad, you should go down here and fight it. And anyway, we just ended up watching on TV and he never went, but it was, I mean, we were trying to push him to go and just. Yeah. Yeah. We said, I was like last night's. He was in West Virginia at yeah, the fight. Right. was like, hey, man, we could take you up there, man. If you want to fight, you ready to go?
3: We could have made it work. Yeah. So it was a quick drive.
2: Yeah. Like, Chad, I got you. I'll drive us, man. <laughs> yeah. See you fight, man. Let's roll, bro. <laughs> anyway. I
3: mean, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see Chad fight.
2: Might be a mean dude. I definitely dude. think
3: he could, like, he pull might up. be a
2: mean dude. No, this is actually, you can't. I not know if you drop some bows. I think it's actual boxing rules and.
3: Oh, that's so funny.
2: You can't Wait, be Wait, where's
3: the it. chair? You,
2: yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you can't do like WWF or E now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Random stuff like that, but... Whatever. But, but anyway, I
3: Resources, that, use a wisely.
2: But anyway, I was, I was like, Chad, this could be you out there.
3: Like, hey, YOLO.
2: Yeah, we could be your gang sitting in the stands just yelling at hey. my boy like, Chad!
3: Yeah. I mean, his afterlife, he'll totally regret it. Chad, this is our vote to you to do it.
2: Next rough and rowdy, Chad. We're calling you out. <laughs>
3: I'll donate $5 to the to the cause. See? <laughs> but anyway. Maybe a little bit of gas. You
2: said there. you had some questions based on that?
3: On the fight?
4: Yeah. Or Chad?
3: Like, how does... Like, how do you get into that? Like I think you- I guess
4: you just
2: sign up. I mean, I think you just put your name in the hat. And if you get picked, all right, you're fighting this dude.
3: Okay, but also, when did Chad have a few brawls? I
2: guess in his uh, frat boy days.
3: With other frat boys?
2: Um, I, I guess not as... Yeah, probably. I mean, not his own crew, I guess, but yeah.
3: Like, oh, like rivalry frats.
2: I Sure. I, I was never in a frat, so I don't really know how it works. I don't know how they work either. But I, sure, yeah. I mean, you go to a party and you're kicking back some beers and all of a sudden... There's always going to be that one... All right. So screw chat, but anyway, <laughs> going back into college and stuff, there's always this one... God, no matter what party you go to or what, there's always going to be some asshole there who decides to show his ass and, yep. like, oh, I drink too much tequila, man. I'm, I'm just to fuck this guy up. Like, oh, why? What did do he do to you? Oh, I don't know. Fuck <laughs> him. Like, what? And you're going,
3: I mean, you know. The devil came out at me tonight, but like, put it back. You know, don't fight.
2: and sometimes I don't get it. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I drink too much tequila or it was whiskey. That makes me mean. And, and I've never gotten that argument. It's, yeah. I've. I'm used to, I mean, myself, I'm a whiskey or tequila kind of guy. Yeah. But, I mean, just because you drank tequila now, you're mean?
3: Yeah. Well, like, if you know that's the case, don't put it in your mouth. Yeah.
2: Maybe you're just a mean person. Did you ever yeah. know that? Maybe you're just I mean, an asshole. I mean,
3: this, yes. Has this happened on numerous occasions? Because I think you just have an Yeah. It's like
2: it, but you. there was times in college it was like we go to this one party and there's a, or a party and there's always this one guy. Like, had to show his ass. Like, dude, that, the whole party's ruined now. Nobody wants to have fun. Yes. Exactly. Everything was cool.
3: And then you ruined it. Yeah.
2: Now just everyone's got to leave. Like yeah. Everyone got freaked yeah. out. They're gone.
3: Like those people can just walk out. They like just leave.
2: But yeah, I mean, always I kind of get it, but I also was like, mm. either way, no matter what I drink, I was always felt pretty rough in the morning.
3: <laughs> yeah. When.
2: <laughs> yeah, tequila. <laughs> my
3: fair share of experiences as well. Yeah. I think anyone that drinks, out do like. There's no way that you've never not had a bad experience.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, because, all right, going down this road, let's go down this road. So when I, you know, I came from a family that, mm, mm, so my parents were divorced and I've never seen my dad drink at all. And I may have seen my mom actually may have had a glass of wine, maybe, maybe once in my entire life.
3: Like they didn't drink or like you just didn't see them?
2: I don't. They just didn't drink. So yeah. like, so my parents got divorced. I think it was three or four, and my mom was just never a drinker. And you know, my dad, like, I only saw him every other weekend, and there was yeah. never any drinking going on down there. But when my mom got remarried, even my stepdad, he used to be a drinker, but he just gave it. he just wanted yeah. I gave it up. So they, I just never came from a family that I didn't know what drinking was. Is where I'm going from. Yeah. So I was, so my first party I went to in high school, you know, people were drinking. They're like, hey, man, you want a beer and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm going to be the cool guy here and drink some beers. What is beer? Yeah. That's kind of what it was. I was like, I hope I like this. And of course, I was like, oh, God, this sucks. You know,
0: terrible. Yeah.
2: You know, but, you know, but I also knew, like, all right, yeah, you're not supposed to drink and drive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, that was one good moral my parents invested in me that, you know, if I do get hammered drunk, they'll come pick me up and all that stuff. Yeah, but but yeah, like I never knew how much I could drink and stuff. And I remember like one of the first couple times getting hammered. I may have been seventeen, hammered drunk off. I think it was vodka and beers, and I was just pouring me shots and getting sick that night. Woke up with the worst. And I was like, "Fuck, this is what it's like."
4: Oh, Until that
2: and like I just idea. never knew. And like I think that's how a lot of people kind of get in trouble and don't know maybe even get alcohol poison just because they've never yeah. known uh, yeah like what you can do with alcohol how much you can drink and you know isn't yeah. is it is it england that can you drink an 18 in england
3: think um, 16
2: is it 16 i
3: think it's 16 in. okay well i know it's 18 like legally but i thought there was something where like you can drink at 16 in the confines of a household with a parent
2: okay so that, that might be
3: wrong like Able well, this like is how this out. podcast
2: works. We just kind of just go off whatever our head tells us, and we, we work up the we we look up the facts <laughs> later. and Like, oh yeah, shit, we were wrong. But fuck we were it.
3: wrong. But like, so don't call it. This isn't an education.
2: Yeah, but anyway, if anyone has a problem with it, they can email me. That's fine. <laughs> Sheilafever at gmail dot com. But um, but yeah, that was what I'm going. It's like, you know, I was just like, all right, yeah, just keep giving me stuff. I'll keep drinking it. And I didn't yeah. know how my body was reacting. I didn't know. You know, yeah. what I was feeling. I was just like, oh, this is fun and cool. I'm the cool person. And then all of a sudden... Exactly. 1 a.m., all of a sudden I'm puking my brains out and wishing I... Like,
4: probably should have gone to
2: Yeah. It's like, maybe yeah. I, was, I wish I would have known what I was doing. And then yeah. it just kept going down that road. And it was almost like, hey, this is the cool thing is just to get as drunk as you could be and puke at the end of yeah. the night and say you had a good time.
3: I mean, it's idolized. Like, you hear stories. I mean, like, I'll tell a story about a specific time in my life when, like, I probably did not make the best decision and like my family laughs about it because they all know about it so like whatever it is what it is but the amount of people that idolize that lifestyle like that it's crazy it's like not healthy but like going back to the parents thing my parents drank and like not excessively like they enjoyed their stuff and they would always go to Salem after five and stuff like that and my family drank but it wasn't like insane amounts like we knew what alcohol did to you because our parents taught to us but our parents also never like swayed us from not trying it granted my sister and I never really drank at all my sister doesn't drink now I mean I kind of do after I turned 21 but, like even in college but now I'm just like well, whatever I haven't had a drink in like four months not because I don't want to just I don't know, like what I don't like what's to. the point or is- it's just like it's not my first thought to have a drink I don't know why, but it's not. But like, our parents never, like, deterred us from it. And they were never, like, hush, hush, like, ooh. And they were quick to be, like, you don't drink and drive, similar to what your parents, like, you need me, call me. Yeah. But, like, this is a no no kind of stuff. I think that goes back to, like, a conversation we had earlier about helicopter parents
4: mm-hmm. and, like,
3: sheltering them from things.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, like, I was, I'm Lutheran. I grew up in a Lutheran church. So, like, we drink wine on Sundays. Granny was like this much. but like,
2: And eat the crackers?
3: Ain't that, crackers. ain't that how it was? Like, yeah, sometimes it's crackers. You and drink, the, you drink cracker. the blood and eat the... You dip the bread in the blood. That's what it is. Something like that. I don't know. I always got grape juice. Cause I'm, like, I'm not being sinful, but at one point I was like, whatever, juices I'm repentant in church. I'm in the Lord's name right now. It's fine. That's kind of what went in my head, but I mean, I think it's not a topic talked about much. So, I agree,
4: hundred percent. It's not
3: until you get it, until you experience it, and then it's like, oh, I drove home drunk. Like, you did what?
2: No, like that's not cool, dude.
3: Exactly. Like, I think people think it's cool. Kids in college think it's cool, and it's not. Like, good thing about Roanoke's campuses, though. Everything it's like a block wide. And a block and link. So like you can go anywhere and you'll still be in five minutes walking distance from your destination. Nice. So like you never really had a need to <clears throat> Uber or to drive much less as everything was walking. So yeah. That's still not the safest thing, but it's the best.
4: No, I agree.
2: I mean we didn't have when I say me or we, my friends and I, we didn't have Uber until I think I remember the first time, it was after college. Yeah. And we finally – this was probably post-2009 is when I graduated, graduated from Radford. And my buddy moved to Charlotte. And so we started going down there and partying and hanging out at the bars and yeah. stuff. And it was like, oh, we can just get an Uber home. No big deal. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, it used to be the big conference. Who's driving tonight? Whatever. But and it was yeah. kind of the same way even pre-college. There, um. At Rafford. now you could walk anywhere really you wanted to go, as long as you didn't mind walking yeah. like ten minute walk to the bars or whatever. Which is I don't, how, how big is Roanoke as far as like what's well, what's going like student wise? Two thousand. Okay, so Rafford was roughly ten when I was there. Yeah, and, I'm sure it's expanded since. Uh, well, it kind of dropped actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. um yeah, Well, I mean, not a. It's not falling off a lot, but it has fallen. <laughs> but but yeah, but I still had friends that you know would uh. You know, I had a couple friends, I mean, I'm not going to say names or anything, but they got some DUIs, and I was like... Yeah. I mean, it's not fucking worth it.
3: Yeah, no. Like, why don't you
2: all. just... Uh, and one of them was like, you know, went to go get a pack of cigs. And I was like,
3: dude, yeah. just
2: fucking walk over to 7-Eleven and get them.
3: Yeah. I definitely, like, I but, think for bigger college towns, and granted, Salem's pretty small, and right up, being in Salem, it's not that much of a need, but... I think it'd be, like, a huge impact for a lot of departments to enforce, like, safe side rides on, like, Fridays and Saturdays and Thursdays. And this, it's not even for, like, college students, but, like, for anyone at any of the bars. Like, if someone's at MacBobs and they're like, I can't drive home and I don't want to get caught, so let me call this number just in some way, shape, or form connected to the police. It's like, I need a ride home. Okay, you're safe. You're taking uh-huh. care of You're going to get a ride home handle your car in the morning. Yeah. But I don't like that's an allocation of resources and funding that goes along with that. And like what, so there's like reasons why it doesn't happen, but I think the thought and the idea is there.
2: Do you know who, uh, Burt Kreischer is? I do not. So he's a comedian, but, and he has a podcast in which I listen to a little bit and well, probably every week. But anyway, uh, (laughs) going back on what you were saying, safe rides that he went to Florida state and they had something Um, of that nature that he was actually a volunteer for this and that he would uh, give ride like you know if you called up somebody hey we need a ride to wherever and they had the service yeah they would come pick you up and and this was probably before cell phones were big and whatever probably about during college whatever and you had to Fucking motor razor <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and like, yeah, you would send a text or call like, yeah, we'll come get you and whatever and take you wherever you yeah. need to go. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And it was almost an Uber, but not, but it was free. I was like, Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not use that service? I don't know if he got paid or how that worked out as far as all that stuff. But he said, Yeah, man, it was one of the best times I've ever had, just being sober and driving around drunk people and having a good time. And so how he said he got into hip hop music just because he was listen you know, he he drive a couple of black people around and they'd be like, Hey, let's put in this. And like, Okay, cool.
3: And that's how he figured it out.
2: Yeah, that's how he's like. Oh man, who is this? Like, I like listening to this type of music.
3: That's interesting. He's really open about that experience. But like, hey, I think that's a good idea.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I, I mean, like, mean, it's kind of hard, like to be, I guess, to beat Uber and Lyft nowadays. But, um, but still, I mean, I guess yeah. if you just said, hey, we'll give you a be an easy side job to do if, for somebody. Exactly. Right, hey, we'll just go within this vicinity of campus and anywhere you want to go, we'll come pick you up.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I don't see what the issue is.
2: Yeah, if you just use it. But I mean,
3: I understand that there could be issues like funding and...
2: Yeah, like you said, funding and, and allocating, but I mean, hell, just use a state car and just as long as you sign an agreement, hey, you won't be drinking and driving and whatever. Nope. We'll pay you this X amount of money to do whatever.
3: Yeah, or even if like the colleges were like, hey, you're on campus and you're doing this at like campus localities, hit up this number and we'll have someone come and pick you I up. I mean, some free.
2: campuses might do that. I don't know, but yeah, no. I know... I don't it's know, any off I've the top of my head.
3: On. Yeah, something that I've done research on, just heard of local
4: schools.
2: But, but. I do know that I've read that uh, a lot of younger how, – how old are you? 22. So even younger than you now, students or kids, whatever you want, children, I don't know what the word is.
3: <laughs> imbeciles. <laughs>
2: Young, yeah, imbeciles. <laughs> kids and their rock and roll nowadays and drugs anyway but they're yeah. not they're not wanting to get their uh license anymore just because hey we, i'll just pay for a lyft or an uber like they're pro- prolonging their getting their license for me it was like oh man, i cannot wait, wait to turn 15 or whenever it was i could get my learner's permit
3: it's an independence thing it's yeah, a, bro. like i can go out and drive on my own parents <laughs> But Leave me alone.
2: I think it was, I guess it's, I mean, I guess I can see it on their side of things too. You don't have to buy a car and pay for maintenance and everything. And if, especially if you live in like, if you live in New York or a big city, yeah, it's probably because a couple bucks to go anywhere you want to go. But growing up in Southwest Virginia, it's not really that case.
3: Exactly. No, I'm getting my license. I'm getting a car. Mm-hmm. We're going even like for you five said. minutes down the, road. down the road. I went, my parents didn't come and I did it on my own.
2: Uh huh. I'm driving. I'm mean, gonna like, I mean, screw
3: I mean, your parents anyway. yeah
2: I don't kind need of- you and your fools
3: exactly I do need gas money so we can talk about that later but like <laughs> the time being right now
2: I'm going to my job at Taco Bell ma leave me alone me
3: 100k don't come at me yeah ma. I don't need,
2: I'm making six figs I don't need you
3: <laughs> I do need a place to live but like yeah, I'm not I, emancipating I, from I, the I, state I, yet
2: I'll be back later though
3: <laughs> <laughs> we can act like this conversation yeah I was just
2: playing My I love you <laughs>
3: I still still need that grocery money <laughs>
2: yeah you, you fixing dinner tonight <laughs> <on>? <laughs> you
3: told me I couldn't use the microwave anymore because I caught on fire I actually did that
2: oh, I,
3: I did that and was banned from the microwave for a few days but <gasps> aluminum foil
2: you put aluminum foil in a microwave
3: yeah no one told me
2: you didn't get that lesson growing up
3: no until I was like how old was I maybe like 12 and I heard a snap crackle pop and a nice little explosion <laughs> by myself with my sister and all you just saw were the burn marks and my dad came home and he was like here's I got when you get your first name and your middle name you know you're in doo, mm. like deep doo. so the I doo-doo. got the no, bro, you cannot use the microwave mm. that's when I learned aluminum foil not in the microwave I wish it had been sooner in life because I was thoroughly embarrassed but Well, you basically
2: like, gotta learn so you learned
3: lesson learned Took a deep punishment, but lesson learned.
2: Oh, well, it'd be like that sometimes. That's what I hear.
3: Sorry, parents. of no. Microwave still worked for like three years, like four years. Like well, as long still
2: working, I mean, it's not like they had to go out buy a new one, right?
3: Exactly. Pretty sure I probably would have had to buy it, but it still worked all the way up until the time we moved out.
2: You're fine, mom and pop. Don't worry about it.
3: I mean I'm sure like my mom would like ticks on fire when she was a kid sorry I wanted to light the microwave on fire I don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) different circumstances we don't have many ticks in Southwest Virginia
2: oh man
3: I'd love to put a tick in a microwave just to see how that would go down but
2: an actual tick
3: an actual tick a live tick just put it in there would it explode would it do anything would it turn into like the Hulk with all the radiation I don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure we can see a lot of great things come out of that uh
2: you might have seen exploding little mini bug
3: we put like a bunch in there it would just look like
2: wait why why did this happen why did y'all how did y'all even collect this many ticks
3: well we didn't i'm just saying i want to see this
2: oh you want to see a bunch of people i was like how did this happen
3: yeah my mom used to light ticks on fire she's from north carolina
2: i've always heard of that on their dogs my stepdad used to do that to his dogs
3: Yeah, I never experienced that fulfillment of being what is it an arsonist and lighting ticks on fire so I decided to light aluminum foil on fire in the microwave but I want to try ticks in a microwave you gotta grow and learn
2: sometimes you just gotta let children (laughs) be children man (laughs) I don't have any children but I guess that probably is not good parenting I don't know but
3: you just gotta let them do them go ahead light the microwave on fire you gotta let them learn their own mistakes
2: (laughs) you know and hopefully that you can do something one day to replace it. Like if they broke the microwave, all right, we'll go get a new microwave, no big
3: deal. Fifteen push ups and we'll <laughs> be clear. I mean, uh, but like at the same time, kind of like a side note, how many of the kids nowadays have stories like that? I don't know, that's a good question. Because they're me. always on their phone.
4: I don't know. Hit like
3: me. I'm just I don't think any kids do. Like, I remember driving my pink Barbie Jeep down the driveway we had a pretty steep driveway and like I couldn't really drive couldn't grasp what the steering wheel did so I ran over the curb and like my sister and I ate a big chunk of semen
2: like a battery powered Barbie Jeep? yes yeah I had a Batmobile when I was little
3: <laughs> no I, mean, I was pink Barbie Like I was there's some pictures running crazy. around
2: somewhere I should find those
3: you should I would love to see those
2: call close me, them to the gram call me Bruce Wayne oh no.
3: no. The
2: bald head. Don't work worry. on the
3: voice. Work on the voice, and yeah. then we'll get
2: there. Oh, well, maybe I should work on the hair too.
3: <laughs> I mean, chia seeds. I don't know.
2: Chia seeds,
3: like the chia pets that you.
2: Oh my goodness! But no. Um, speaking of that, that cell phones, and I try. I'm. I, I still am guilty of this, but anytime like watching a movie with people or eating food, like I try to keep my phone in my pocket or like turned yeah. over and try. I, probably 60% of the time I do pretty okay without having to look at it. But, I'm just, man, I gotta stop. Like, we're, I'm actually interacting with people now.
3: Yeah, I'm like, not good at it.
2: it. It's hard. It's really hard, especially when everyone else is doing it. It's like, well, maybe I'll just check Instagram too.
3: Yeah. And like, the one thing, um, like we don't use our phones during the Academy. Like you can use it on break, but we don't keep them in the Academy. And like, I really enjoy that. Like just being able to talk and that sounds silly, but like, no, it's not we didn't silly. didn't grow up on phones. And so that's not, okay, obviously I'm a very outgoing person. Uh, like
2: extrovert. I think,
3: yeah, I think you've kind of picked up on that. So I really like to talk to people and like, I can't really act myself through a freaking phone because some people don't get the humor.
2: Out. I agree 100% because you send a text and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't mean it that way, bro. Yeah. Like, hey, man, calm down, calm down.
3: Exactly. Or you got to add like a lot of emojis and I don't have time to search for the yeah, emojis. Like, I thought Can it was cute and funny, but apparently
2: it? you didn't think so.
3: Exactly. Like my facial expressions are like, like you'll get it <laughs> once I do this. So like phones really... Yeah, I'm that different. That's why I like FaceTime. Like, I can't see you in person. I want to see you through a screen, essentially. But that's why I like the Academy so much, because I really get to talk with I And mean, there's only five other girls and 34 other guys. So conversing with those people, like, face-to-face, really great.
2: Have, I think a lot um, of
3: people need that in life.
2: Have you heard the argument that – so do you know the uh, – a stereotypical view of like an alien, like a big head, a small body.
3: I uh, yeah, but I thought they had like ears.
2: Well, they might. Oh, it depends. I guess which version you have. But where I'm well, going, which version? Yeah, yeah. whatever one you're looking at. But where I'm going, what I'm going with is that, um, because people are staring at their phones so much and not having actual, yeah. um, conversations anymore, that we're going to be going to where we're silent and. <laughs> We're going to where almost all the machines are using or doing all the work for us. We're going to have slender bodies and big heads because we have big brains. But, yeah, we won't be talking or anything. We'll just do everything through – what is the uh, – through? you can speak through uh, minds. You can read each other's Tele- Telekinesi- telekinesis.
3: Telecommunication. Telecommunication. No. Kinesis. Um, sounds cool. Let's okay, play.
2: but anyway, yeah. So you don't need to actually have uh, – Verbal communication anymore. You can just do it that way. And that's why people are saying, like, well, when people view aliens that way, that's the way our civilization is going towards, if you believe in aliens and all
3: that. Yeah, I mean, I think the generation after me, or like a few years after me, they, I, they do not know how to hold a conversation face-to-face. It's hard. Like, obviously... Talk, I told you prior to this That I was nervous Just because I don't really know How you're gonna react To what I say I don't know how I'm gonna react To what you say you're Yeah like, But this is the whole point Like I like this stuff
2: Like I want some good debates And like I don't I want As long as it's civil I don't wanna get like yeah. what We were saying earlier Like well, fuck you Hannah For saying that that's You know what like, Alright that's why you think yeah. That's cool That's fine
3: Exactly but. Or like basic Human conversation. Like mm-hmm. hey Chris How are you doing today yeah. You reciprocate Like people don't even Like kids don't even Know how to do that And it's like they're so antisocial. I and mean, like, the like, how are you going to function in a workplace? And I think COVID, not saying that COVID, like, I mean, COVID sucks, ultimately, but COVID has had a lot of detrimental things, or has done a lot of detrimental things to people. And I think a lot of people have lost what human contact is like, and, like, just the emotions that people can portray face-to-face versus, like, through a freaking... Keyboard mm-hmm. it doesn't do anyone any good. Mm-hmm. It's just like basic human functionality. Mm-hmm. And we start that with kids at a really like a superficial young age. Like, here's a little iPad to shut you up at nine months. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: No, I've seen like, that. Like, uh some parents just give their kid like, "Hey, go watch this and go sit in the corner."
3: Yeah, use duct tape. That's how you can. Um,
2: do yeah. It. <laughs> You stuck that. All
3: jokes, all jokes yeah. I here, never here. recommend Duck, that Don't take
2: this iPad to your hands Go watch this movie Leave me alone Yeah,
3: or your mouth shut I don't care like, I don't want to <laughs> No, all jokes, all jokes, all jokes But like, I think it's just kind of like Let me start the night I'm I'm not a mom I don't know But this is what I've seen
2: Well, I concur I'm not I don't have any kids That I know about Not on one. But um, <laughs> But no um uh No, I agree. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This is Monday morning quarterbacking right here. I, I don't think I should be giving anyone advice on kids or anything. But for, but me looking on the outside in, I don't think that's the way to do it or how
4: I would do it. But what do it's I know?
3: There's a lot of things you can get from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. You need to see. You turn a blind eye when you're on the inside in some way, shape, or form. You have rose-colored glasses on. Hmm. so. I don't, would take outside opinions but I just think like I mean I have a 2-year-old sister actually as well. So like I have voiced my opinion about refraining from using technology with her other than a TV. Just because she'll become so codependent on that means and so will the parents. The parent will become like my dad would become so codependent on that technological device to like hush her up. Mm-hmm. What does it really do for anyone? No one. Well, like not. It just not gives no some people a
2: temporary fix to have some peace oh, of yeah. mind or be quiet, or.
3: It's the new high. It's like a new high, and like I'm—I will truly admit that I'm on my phone a lot. I am, and a majority of it is me on TikTok, and like it makes me laugh. So like, I'm okay with it, but that it has not taken away from my ability to be able to converse with people any less if anything it's heightened it more because i will say stupid tiktok references and it just creates a more conversation
2: because people get it and they relate to it
3: yeah or they don't get it and i explain it and then we just segue into other things yeah just because i grew up and being taught like you converse. Like my mom always said that i speak to people in public which is true like if you're with me in public and i know you i'm gonna say hi to you
4: mm-hmm.
3: like I'm, or if i see someone be like hey how are you like How's the family? How's work? Whatever, whatever. It's just a respect thing and that's something I've, my parents always taught me to do. My parents do it. So but I don't know how to like not say hi like
2: Well, that's good. I mean, that's bold of you. I mean, cuz like you said you're an extrovert, but there's a lot of people who if they go out in public, they're ah, I'm just going to sit over here and I'll have be this like, beer and You
3: better say hi. I I'm
2: not going to go out my circle here. I I mean, I I can relate to that 100% just because you know, I probably had social anxiety and yeah. stuff like, oh, what if they hate me? Oh, God.
3: Like, I mean, I have social anxiety going to the grocery store. Cause what, like, what if my parking spot's gone? I don't know how to park anywhere else. Like, I know how to turn, at what angle, what speed, when to use the brake into this one parking spot. <laughs> Any other parking spot, nope, we're done. I don't know how to do it. But, like, I also don't want to embarrass myself if I hit something. Like, not that that's happened, knock on wood. I just Take out the curb. <laughs> Oh, I hit the curb all the top. Like I will gladly admit. <laughs> my my right passenger tire and the curb are very friendly with one another. Like it's just something about turning right that my right front tire is like don't like just attracted to it, I think. I can't that, help the attraction. That
2: fucking right turn, man. Gets it, man.
3: I don't think people have the same problems that I do, but like that's a problem. I don't think I've ever experienced that, but I mean you're missing out Not sure. I don't <laughs> out. think
2: I'm missing out
3: Because <laughs> it knocks your alignment out And then when you go 60 on the interstate Your steering wheel goes D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. You're really missing out <laughs> uh,
2: I feel like I might be a little scary situation <laughs> I don't want to be going on the interstate little, Like is your steering okay bro
3: <laughs> It just adds a little like To your life I'll, Always keeps you awake Yeah,
2: Living on the edge a little bit Kind of. Yeah, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna reckon, <laughs> or are we just gonna make you it there? A curve,
3: like, Oop! like are we just gets out drilling I rush. I mean, it really is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever happens, happens.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay, I, I kind of agree there, but I don't know. I don't think <laughs> uh, I want to experience this, but
3: YOLO. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my motto.
2: Okay, I can see that the
3: means of doing everything in life
2: well maybe we should end on that
3: right there probably
2: that sounds like a good conversation or a good ender right there YOLO just you know everything in life
3: basically kind of have some like refrains like YOLO
2: depending on the situation huh
3: yeah like don't go dive into like an acid bath because of YOLO but like
2: turn into the Joker
3: Correct. But like, go buy that t-shirt, YOLO.
4: Yeah, just treat go yourself.
3: Yeah, YOLO. Go buy that new car. Go skydiving. Get that tattoo. Get yeah. that piercing. Whatever. If it feels YOLO. good, do it,
2: right? Go back to that.
3: <laughs> Maybe we should end on that note.
2: No, wait, wait, wait. Did you say you had tattoos or no? I do. Okay. Yeah, well, I think we you and I have had this conversation before. Yes, I'm working on mine,
3: hopefully. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, you should get one.
2: Well, like I told you earlier, hopefully next stack I get put in my bank. Yeah. Like, well, I'll spread this out in the economy. Get the economy going through tattoos.
3: (laughs) Hey, you're not cheating the stock market, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of other things. That could be another
2: thing down the road, maybe. Maybe that might be the way I should go. Get a quick bank just know the government has a lot of powers, man. Oh, I've been... Uh, I, I don't want to go down the road in the stock market, but there's a lot of stuff. It's like Wizard of Oz, a lot of stuff going behind the curtains. Oh, yeah. and i And that's the reason I'm hesitant on this whole getting into the stock market, especially now that they figured out that some people can work it the way they were. Yeah. So
3: don't be a chess player.
2: Oh, okay. Well, only play chess if it's a real chess, not the stock market, right? It's almost it's like gambling, so...
3: Yeah, which is like illegal in most states. So I don't really know how like
2: Well the VA just approved it. When oh, I say VA Virginia. We can gamble on Fan FanDuel? FanDuel. Do you know that?
3: Nope. I'm not a gambler. I don't nah, I don't know no, about I grew it up much around that. To, you know, not much of a person to be like I mean, we did watch horse racing, so I would like oh, yeah? guess. But I never bet money on it. My
2: family me. loves horse racing.
3: I don't trust my instinct on rich horses. It's basically. like,
2: who has the coolest name? All right, I'll pick that one.
3: Yeah, or like, blue is my favorite color. Or yeah. number three. Number three is my favorite number. Mm-hmm. number That's three, how I do it. Seem to lose, though.
2: I don't know. I've never become a rich man off of it by any means, but I've never really bet a lot either. Using my experiences, I was too young to really, I could go there, but it was like, you can't, this dude can't do anything. Just let him sit there beside you. Correct. Right. All right. All right. Good job, uncle. Go bet a good horse. <laughs> I'll sit here pick that one.
3: I'll, I'll rub the dice For good luck <laughs> Exactly That was my experiences
2: <laughs> But In the times I have bet Like I don't know if you heard The last conversation With me and Chad But I bet on the UFC fight And lost that So It was just a loser
3: Maybe not Nah. Maybe not again It was well, like $5 here or there
4: Well that's not bad
3: I did win like $125 When I was in high school Off of the Super Bowl Figuring Would, out their score you get into a pool? I didn't really know Yeah I just guessed numbers and I was the closest Until I got $125 And I was rich
2: well, Yeah $125 is a lot of money Remember back when You get a part time job You make like You have like A couple hundred Off a paycheck I'm Like fuck yeah I'm rich I can
3: buy me Some clothes
2: Yeah I blew all that shit On like car stereos And shit I remember that That was trash you Buy
3: a lot of crunch wraps
2: Oh man <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: all I know at Taco Bell. <laughs> is that is that wait? Is Taco Bell your favorite restaurant?
3: No.
2: Wait. You had a, what's your favorite fast food? Chick Fil A. Ooh, can't be Chick Fil A.
3: Or Popeyes. Ooh. I've never had Popeyes. Sergeant, my sergeant got me on Popeyes, and if he watches this, watches it all the way through. Yeah. Man, he just got me on this fix, and like I'm low key addicted. And like I can't stop having it every Sunday.
2: Is our Popeyes in Salem or Roanoke?
3: There's two in right One on Melrose, one out near um, Marshall's.
2: Maybe I should go up there and check it out.
3: I'll recommend. I get the spicy chicken sandwich. I don't do spice, but this is the only spicy thing I'll have. Spicy mm-hmm. chicken sandwich with fries and the Dr. Pepper. Every Sunday, like clockwork. Oh,
4: man. Well,
2: I never had it, but I don't know why. Just because I've never really known there, there's one around.
4: So.
3: Exactly. I never had it until like February, er, not February, November. And my sergeant was like, "You've never had Popeyes, so we'll go to Popeyes." And I'm addicted, I'm addicted, and it's his fault. All right, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tea. Okay.
2: Uh, well, maybe it might change my course. Like I've been a McDonald's guy, but I do love some Chick Fil A.
3: But... Ooh, I can't do McDonald's. I watch Super Size Me.
2: Ah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I agree there, but I do took it to extremes. I mean, who eats McDonald's every meal? Like, literally.
3: The chicken is made out of puree. The chicken is so
2: good. <laughs> when it just hits your lips,
3: it's <laughs> so, so
2: good. <laughs> I'm
3: out. I'm out. Tap out of this one.
2: All right, we'll end it on that one then.
3: Of the McDonald's conversation. All
2: right. Well, we'll take it on Popeyes, Live Moss. Yep. That's how you should live your life.
3: YOLO. Okay.
2: Well, yes. anything else you want to say before we wrap this up?
3: Um, peace and blessings.
2: Okay, well, good news and good night, folks. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that
3: one. Okay. You too. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Uh,
2: you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> bye bye.
3: I mean, it's my treat, but
2: whatever.
3: Anyway. <laughs> okay. Bye. See you. <laughs>